Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show, and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review, and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies, have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you, everyone, for your continued support. This week's podcast review comes from New York Mama Bear, and she says, first time mom. So I started listening to your podcast around 33 weeks. Totally wish I found it sooner. I have always wanted to have an unmedicated birth. I know there are extreme pains. All my friends say I'm crazy, but I know my body is made to handle it. You ladies make it easy to find peace, even during the COVID-19, which has really put a damper on my pregnancy. Well, thank you. I do think that we have tried quite a bit to bring some joy and a little bit of light into this uh, birth space, especially as it sits right now. Um, And keep listening because I I really believe, and we talk about this all the time, the importance of having good voices in your birth space as you're coming up to giving birth to your baby. I love too that she's been able to feel peace through a lot of the unrest that the whole world has been feeling for the last several months. And really, um, I think peace is a choice isn't it, right? Like we can choose to do those things that invite peace into our lives, even when things around us seem out of control. And that's the topic that we want to introduce to you guys this week is about what you can control. I fear that there's this illusion out there amongst birthing women that there is no control. In fact, um, what triggered this topic for me was that I was on Instagram and I like to look up some of the hashtags that Steph and I follow. So hashtag birth story, right? And I came across one and it, it both broke my heart and made me kind of upset. She had a pretty sizable following and she went on to share her very traumatic birth story, but the whole point to her post was that don't bother with birth plans, don't bother with education, all of it is out of your control. Now, I have no issue with women sharing their birth stories. I think we need to be mindful of how we share them, but that's your story to tell and that's okay, and that was certainly all right for her to do that, but I took issue with the fact that the message that she was trying to get across to her followers was that you don't have control over this, so don't try. I believe that a lot of people feel like it's easier to make peace with a bad experience if you believe that you had no control. And that's actually kind of a smart coping strategy in some ways, because if you're only focused on what you can control and you don't believe you can control anything, um, then you're able to maybe more easily release the experience that you had, especially if it wasn't a great one. But women who head into pregnancy and birth believing that everything is out of their control are often the ones who do hardly anything to prepare. 
And then when they do have not so great of an experience, it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And we want to be sensitive to moms who feel this way, where they look back and they're like, well, but if I wouldn't have listened to the doctor and had that cesarean birth, me and my baby would have been dead. That's what they said to me. Um, I do want to be sensitive to the idea that that is very real or seems very real for that mother. Um, I, I do also want to take a moment, though, and talk to the moms who are coming up to labor and birth um, and are hearing those stories because it can sound very scary and uncontrollable. However, maybe there is another side to that and you're not getting the whole truth. Um, and so that's where it becomes a little iffy <laughs> on if we yeah. want to share those birth stories or not. It's not that... Um, it doesn't feel very real in that sense. And it might be absolutely true. However, we know from experience and evidence um, and studies that have been done that if we're at a one in three mom having a cesarean birth because she was something terrible was going to happen, those are not accurate numbers for mm -hmm. actual emergent situations. So again, we're, we've done kind of, we've given you guys some research before. We've talked about things that can go wrong or look wrong and, and why or why not that is a good thing to be looking at or how that works out. But just know overall, the whole point of what we're talking about here and giving you control is so you can have some confidence and empowerment and you can feel good about what you're doing and going forward. So keep that in mind as we talk today. So really then when we're talking about control, it's really a fine balance in the birth space because on the one hand you can absolutely be thrown curveballs things that you cannot control you can't control where your placenta decides to grow and locate <laughs> itself you have no control over that um, you can't always control how your baby is going to respond to certain medications or interventions that you have during the course of your birth on the other hand on the other end of that spectrum there's so much that you can control, even in situations that start off as being out of your control, right? So if you're having an induction for a legit medical reason, you maybe didn't have control over that medical reason developing, but even in the course of that induction, there's a lot that you have control over. We wanna share with you a couple actual birth stories from my essential birth students. Um, we love it when they share and post them in our private Facebook group so that we can ooh and awe over the brand mm -hmm. new mama and baby and family and congratulate them on a job well done. And so we wanted to share with you two different scenarios of moms who had things that were perhaps out of their control, but I want you to look for and recognize all the things that they continue to have control over, even in those situations. We're going to withhold names, but just so you guys know, we did ask their permission to share these, and of course, they're always so gracious in letting us do that. So thank you to these moms. So first of all, I want to give major kudos to this mom and her birth partner because they both prepared very well together, and in this situation, I feel like both voices were absolutely needed, and big time like high five to the birth partner because I feel like because of the, the support and um, preparation that he had, he was able to tell her the things that she needed to hear and give her the options that she needed to have during the situation. So this mom was actually induced for a medically necessi necessary reason um, due to high blood pressure. And so as things continued and she had to go through quite a few things to get things moving, um, and as she says and explains it, they were things that weren't necessarily on her birth plan. And in fact, I think as she goes on to explain, she's like, this just like 
everything felt like it was kind of out of control, right? Yeah, like all wasn't these going things, to plan. Yeah, not going to my birth plan. And But what happens is her husband steps in and totally takes care of things and gives her all like, yes, but look at how this went and look how positive this was. And then on top of that, they chose an incredibly supportive provider because something that she says is, I also felt grateful that my OB was so supportive and gave me options rather than telling me what needed to happen even as things got hairy. Okay, and that's the thing. This mom and her partner totally prepared and had the knowledge, support, education, and not only that, but they created that that safe birth space with a supportive provider to be able to walk through this experience and come out the other side feeling supported and, and joyful with the experience that they had. One of my favorite lines from her birth story was actually in regard to her husband, her birth partner. She said, I'm so thankful my husband took this course for several reasons. He was a great support system through it all. He advocated for me when I couldn't. When we talk about advocating, that means that he's speaking up and speaking her preferences, um, meaning exercising her desires and exercising control over a situation that may have otherwise felt sort of uncontrollable. Um, He reminded me of the end goal when nothing felt like it was going right because in the end, um, despite this mom needing to be induced for a medically necessary reason because of high blood pressure, she still was able to have a vaginal birth, hold her baby skin to skin, um, and have a lot of the things that were the end goal on her birth plan. She goes on to say, if it wasn't for the course, I think both my husband and I would have felt like we were going in blind and I wouldn't have been so adamant in finding the perfect fit in a provider. In the end, it all worked out and we got our healthy baby girl. So she had control over who her provider was, um, where she chose to give birth, made sure she was surrounded by the right people. And that will absolutely influence a huge part of your experience. Right. Because we talk a lot, remember, about how it's not just the physical part of things or like what actually happened, but it's how you feel when everything is said and done. And the truth is the more decisions that you get to make throughout the process, however big or small, leave you feeling like you've had a better, um, more comfortable, more happy, more empowered experience. So this next mama is one who had gestational diabetes and um, she worked closely with her provider to make it so that um, her blood sugar was as balanced as it could be. And she talks about jump-starting birth, and she talks about how she started eating dates around 36 weeks um, and how her specialist had mentioned wanting to induce her on her due date, which is typical for people who are on the medication she was on. And the plan was to start Cervidil the night before, Pitocin the next morning, but she says... This went against my plan. So I had planned to continue with dates and doing other things to help her body go into labor on its own. And at 39 weeks, she um, started doing other things like pumping that we suggest in the course. And she started having contractions the first day of pumping. That's awesome. She was able to avoid an induction. She had control over that experience. She took kind of matters into her own hands. So contractions were five minutes apart. They went to the hospital. And they were really intense for her. She was having a hard time working through them. They chose to be admitted to the hospital rather than drive back home. When they got to the hospital, she found out that despite the intensity of contractions, that she was three centimeters dilated. And hospitals, you guys, at that point are usually like, you can go home if you want to a lot of times. She chose to stay and get admitted to the hospital. After laboring for longer, she was about four to five centimeters dilated. And her pain was just 
more than what she felt like she could handle at that point. And so they requested an epidural. She talks about how she was grateful for that because it allowed her to get some much needed rest. I barely had energy to move on my own, so I wouldn't have been able to push otherwise, she said. After pushing for three hours, her little boy finally arrived. They found out he was in that sunny side up position that can make labor definitely more intense, sometimes more painful and labor a bit more sporadic. But she talks about how um, she said, thank you so much for the podcast and the course. It helped me mentally prepare for the possibility of induction, but I'm even more thankful for the tips on jumpstarting labor so that I didn't have to go on to endure 40 to 50 hours of labor like other women at my hospital. So did everything go according to her plan? No, but you guys, I hope the theme that you're noticing through all of these is what they chose to do. They chose their provider. They chose their birthplace. They chose to avoid an induction by taking matters into their own hands. They chose to be admitted to the hospital. They chose an epidural. There's a lot of choice involved and it definitely influenced the positive outcomes that they had. So I think it's important that we take some time to talk about the things that you can almost always control. So you heard us say it, you'll hear us say it forever. Number one is your provider, right? <laughs> you can control who you are going to give birth with. Um, and before picking that, we've talked about this before as well, but you have to envision what you want because you need to know what you're asking your provider about. So once you have an idea of the kind of birth that you want, the decisions that you want to have made, then it's time to vet that provider. Um, and along with that is where you're going to give birth. Because truthfully, if you go hospital to hospital, I know we talk about asking your providers their cesarean birth rates or um, any other issues or questions you have for them. Ask the hospitals the same thing. You can go from one hospital that has that 30% cesarean birth rate to another one down the street that has a 50 or 60% cesarean birth rate. And where you are working with um, other care providers being like the nurses and staff that is, is on call for you, um, they make a difference in your experience as well. Next, you can absolutely control your level of knowledge education and preparation, you and your partner. I hope you can see from many of the examples that we've given you in past podcasts and even in this particular episode, that even when you're faced with situations that are not going according to your plan, if you're knowledgeable about what your options really are, you can influence the outcome. Kind of like with that last birth story we shared where her doctor was suggesting an induction, but she was aware of the risk factors for herself and her baby. She was also aware of her health status for her and her baby, and she chose a different path forward. Your attitude, and that might seem real cliche, <laughs> right? But we choose how we feel. Um, um, and given any situation that comes to us, you'll find this in motherhood and obviously the rest of your life as well. But the truth is, whatever comes our way, we choose how we get to feel about it. Along the same lines of knowledge and preparation is you can choose to make informed decisions. For example, if your baby's heart rate is dipping, um, because you're prepared, when your provider comes in, you can listen to their suggestions, you can ask smart questions, you can know in advance what your options are and feel good about proceeding. So your mental dialogue might look something like this. I recognize that baby's heart rate might be responding to the epidural medication. That's okay because I knew that was a possibility when I requested that epidural but I'm gonna choose now to switch positions or we're gonna choose now to switch to an internal fetal monitor. Or if things are becoming more of an emergency, you can say, we're going to choose that emergency episiotomy or that cesarean birth and we feel good about that choice. I think the other thing that we have control over is focusing on the priorities and looking for the good. So kind of back to attitude. 
but it has to do with your birth plan. It has to do with how you're feeling about your birth space, all of that. So maybe um, you may not have gone unmedicated, but did you have a vaginal birth? Um, did you wait to get the epidural until you were well into active labor? Is, was that a, even a goal of yours? I think a lot of what we talk about with knowledge and preparation, you guys are doing right now. You're listening to this podcast. You're curious. You're asking questions. Um, and that curiosity and the questions and knowledge and preparation, all of that is going to do you good and give you more options as you go forward. As you're reflecting back on your birth experience, and if it's not everything the way that you envisioned or planned, really kind of take a look at your birth plan again. Pull that back out again and almost make a mental note and check off all the things that you did get to have. Was your husband an amazing birth support? Did you feel knowledgeable, prepared, and a part of the decision-making? Did you feel supported and encouraged by your provider and staff? Did you hold your baby skin to skin or breastfeed within the first hour? Um, you know, we actually have, within the course, we have an entire birth plan game that we do. Um, and it is very fun, but it's also crazy informative. And I think I have, I have spoken with women personally who have used that information that they've grabbed from the birth course and been... They come back to us and they say, I had to face a couple of those things that came out in that game. And because of, of how we set it up, I, I felt really confident and good at the end game knowing I got to choose all of the directions that this birth took place. And so um, some of those things are just kind of what you can grab off of the birth plan, you know? Um, maybe things were super fast and really intense, um, but did you get your baby skin to skin instead of them having to go to the NICU? Were you able to breastfeed right away? Did you, do, did you decide or did you get a chance to do delayed cord clamping? Um, were you able to avoid an episiotomy? Maybe that was super high on your list. For me, it was simple things like wearing my own clothes and not having an IV. Um, did you tear? Did you push in a not on your back position? Were you allowed freedom of movement? You know, all of that matters in the end game. And for all of our moms um, who have reached out to us or who have kind of been feeling this struggle due to COVID-19 about all the different decisions that feel like they're out of control, like now maybe your partner can't come to some of your prenatal visits with you, um, or maybe if they're, you know, having some kind of illness or sneezing or coughing or whatever, maybe they're not allowed to be with you in the birth space. Maybe when you give birth to that baby, are you going to have to be tested? Are they going to have to be tested? Are they going to be separated? I think even within the podcast, but certainly within our members area, we've given you guys a lot of stuff that you can take with you to have control over that situation. For example, we've given you the World Health Organization and the CDC guidelines that you can put on your phone and take with you and say, you know what? These are the guidelines and I actually prefer um, and require that my baby does stay with me and I would prefer to nurse them. Yes, I would, I'll use a mask or whatever that is, but I, my baby will stay with me and do skin to skin. Even if I have COVID-19, you have control even when things kind of, like you'd said, kind of those oddball things that come out of nowhere, you have that space. Your birth never needs to feel left up to chance or at the whim and mercy of fate. There is so much that you can control, even in situations that might not be entirely in your control. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.